Yo, what up out there, guys and gals? It's your boy Zay, representing that culture of dad brand, back again with a brand new Culture Dad podcast. You know what it is. It's the place where we discuss all things dad, which is simply all things. Now, quick verbal disclaimer. Although we discuss family issues, daddy issues, and the like, this podcast is intended for mature audiences. Here is where we have real talk from and repping a daddy's perspective. Your discretion is advised. So welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. Welcome back to the Cult of Dad podcast. You're tuning in to episode number 21, and we're going to get right into the shits today. Today, what I really want to dive in is to talk about the way we treat ourselves. Basically, the way we treat ourselves and how that really kind of impacts the way we treat our kids. What exactly we're teaching our kids through the example we set by the way we are with ourselves. Now, I know this might sound a little bit heady or conceptually like just real in-depth without actually having real significance in the real world, but I'm recently discovering how serious the implications are of what I'm teaching my son in relation to how I'm treating myself. So to go a little further on this idea, there's this old saying, something to the effect that kids don't learn through the things that we say but rather they learn through watching the examples we set basically the things that we do are the things that's really teaching them we can talk to we're blue in the face and explain to them all the ways we believe that they should be and the way they should be conducting themselves in the world how they should be with themselves how they should be with other people. But at the end of the day, what what they really learn from is the way we are with other people, the way we are with ourselves. And it makes sense, right? I mean, when you look around the world today, you look at all of these people in positions of power or authority, people that you look up to, you're not looking up to those who tell you what to do but have never really established or accomplished anything you're looking at those who actually have accomplished something because that that is the example that you want to follow now you might listen to hear what they have to say and sometimes you might take that into consideration you might try to form your patterns and your behaviors behind that but more often than not you're looking at them because of their accomplishments and you're trying to pattern what they're doing maybe even more so than what you hear them saying. So, you know, people see Warren Buffett and Warren Buffett talks a lot of talk about, um, you know, his Berkshire Hathaway, the financial industry, capital gains, all of this extra stuff. Um, But sometimes he does have some talk about the importance of work-life balance and happiness. But how many people are actually listening to that side of things from him? People are actually look at him and is what is he investing in? What is Berkshire Hathaway investing in? Where Where is their money going and how are they making the most use of it? A lot of people look at them to kind of set the standard or as the litmus point to say, hey, 
Those are good investments. Oh, hey, he's getting into this industry. I should explore that industry. Or, hey, you know, this is what's happening with the company Berkshire Hathaway. So let me see if it makes any sense for me to make similar investments or follow that blueprint. I'm a big fan of somebody like Jay-Z. I'm a big fan of somebody like Jay-Z. He'll talk a great talk about things of, you know, a higher perspective where he's at now. But when you look at his past and the things that he talked about for a generation, for my generation, he kind of set an example of the hustler's mentality and really getting out there and going to get it. Now, he still represents that hustler's mentality, but he's shifted a lot. He's no longer talking about the street hustler's mentality, but now he's talking business and how to kind of be the example for, say, black excellence or how to be the example for, um, you know, a prosperous, thriving couple or a prosperous, thriving relationship. So when you look at Jay-Z, not everybody's looking looking to hear him all this preachy stuff about um black excellence or these other aspects but rather they're looking to see what he does and whether or not he's setting that example from there people go on to follow that example and the same can be said with kids they're looking at us as their parents to set the example through what we do through the way we are the way we're being with ourselves so keeping that in mind how mindful are we in how we're being with ourselves That's the question that I'm posing here today. So what's got me on this train of thought? See, I've been noticing some weird instances with my own son recently where... I notice he's picking up a lot of my own ways of being. I won't say nec- I won't necessarily say bad habits or make a judgment on them that as such, but I will say I've noticed how my son has pick- been picking up on my own ways of being, both positive aspects and negative aspects. I could be a very caring, considerate person um, with manners and, you know, conduct myself accordingly in public and he's picked up on that and he's learning and adjusting of how to behave with others and that sense of compassion and caringness which I as a father would want to instill that's natural but then I've been noticing some things that I'm not too proud to be teaching my son particularly how damaging and self-destructive I can be when it comes to like harsh criticisms and just writing myself in order to motivate myself. I, I, I can be just very harsh with myself as far as kind of cracking the whip to get myself moving. And this is just something that I've learned over time. It's programming I've come to realize and I've been working on finding better ways of being as far as Just self-acceptance, self-forgiveness, giving myself the love that I want to extend and give to everybody else. Now, that is more along the lines of what I would want to teach my son. I would want to teach him how to give himself the love he deserves, first and foremost. And that means not 
being so harsh with himself, not overly criticizing, not beating himself up to the point where he's feeling like he doesn't like himself because he messed up or because he feels he fell short in some ways. Now, when I first started noticing him picking up these little traits and characteristics like that, beating himself up, kind of self-deprecating, kind of just really riding himself harshly because he's feeling he's falling short in certain areas. It was always in my head, like, where is he getting this from? Like, this is not how you need to be, you know? This is not how I want you to be. Where is he getting this from? And it occurs to me this week where my eyes are starting to open and I'm starting to see that, damn, I kind of do this to myself, you know? And it's just something that I learned over time. I can't even say where I picked it up from, probably throughout my life, whether it was parents writing me as a kid or teachers, kind of the the way they discipline you and guide the students or whatever it may be in society. We have a culture that kind of programs and trains us to kind of run that rat race, to be hyper-competitive, especially for men, right? This is something that we're all conditioned with, to be hyper-competitive, to run that rat race, to always try to achieve um, and accomplish and kind of, it's an every man for himself type of game, a dog eat dog world. At least these are some of the principles that's ingrained with you, especially when you're in an urban community, aka the hood or something of that nature, right? So coming up out of that, I guess I picked up those things where whenever I feel that I'm not being super competitive or I'm not kind of trying to take advantage or doing doing all of these negative aspects from that hyper competitiveness that maybe I might beat myself up a lot. You know, when I'm not feeling like I'm actively achieving something, then I'm writing myself because, well, hell, what are you doing if you're not working towards something, if you're not constantly chasing after something, if you're not running that hamster wheel trying to get that piece of cheese, if you're not doing that, well, then what the hell are you doing, right? At least that's the way I've kind of been conditioned to think over time. And so now I'm at this place where I'm seeing through all these different illusions and I'm kind of reprogramming my brain. I'm trying to continuously become a better and better person. I turn around and I look at my son and I see, damn, maybe he got that from me. And not just me. He could be getting that stuff like these examples from his mother. He could be getting these examples from other people in his life. But it just occurs to me how very real the implications of the examples that we set for our children are. You know, even though it may not necessarily be me running on the streets and doing something negative... If my son sees me beating myself up every time I feel that I'm falling short or if he sees me harshly criticizing myself and then when I turn around to him and I tell him not to do that way just because he got an answer wrong on his homework or because he hasn't learned to tie his shoes yet, like I'm being kind of a hypocrite if he can see me actually treat myself in that same way. Not to mention... If I turn around and critique or judge or try to 
you know, correct certain behaviors. If he sees me with the expectations I have of myself and I turn around and I try to hold him accountable to certain things so that he learns and he continues to grow, how can he not take that all in and feel that it's a harsh criticism or harsh judgment upon him? Like, this is what he sees. Daddy Daddy harshly criticizes himself. So, of course, if daddy corrects me, he's harshly criticizing me. So, it becomes even more apparent to me, as a parent, no pun intended, that my state of being, the way I'm being with my son, and even without him, the way I'm being with myself, sets an example, sets a precedent for everybody else who's looking at me and looking at me as an example or as some sort of guidance of how to be. So, what I'm wondering is, how are y'all being? Because I know I'm not the only person who feels this way. I'm not the only person who's going through these experiences. And I see this played out over and over with friends, with family members, who are all beating themselves up and cracking the whip to make themselves achieve or execute or whatever. And just being complete and utter shitbags to themselves. Although they are caretakers to the rest of the freaking world. Like, it is a very common story. It is the way we are all, in a lot of ways, conditioned. You know? And it's almost admirable when you think about it. Like, oh, nobody cares about taking care of yourself, but you should always put others first. But we never think to put ourselves first. Right? When somebody messes up, we're quick to say, okay, if they own their responsibilities, if they do what they got to do, we want to coddle them. We want to give them love. We want to make sure they know, you know, we try to bolster them up so that they can continue on and, and do better in the future. But when it comes to ourselves, we beat ourselves down, beat ourselves down, beat ourselves down. And how much of that are we teaching to our kids? So they move forward and that they beat themselves down. just a real visceral thing to consider when you start to see your child actually acting it out. Nobody wants to see their child harming themselves or berating themselves. And so when you do, you have to look at that and wonder, how can I change that? And I'm seeing one of the biggest things that I can do is to continue changing it in myself. Because again, the more I talk to my son, It's in one ear and out the other. But what's sticking with him is what he's actually seeing day to day. So what are you showing your kids day to day? It's definitely something worth considering. the question to you if you see your child or somebody who follows up after you who looks up to you picking up your negative traits bad ways of being things you don't like about yourself who you're working towards changing about yourself just things that you know are no good for them and you know they are learning that from you because you basically do it 
We all do self-destructive things or things that are just no good for us. And those after us watch and learn. And sometimes, unfortunately, they will pick up those same habits, those same tendencies and run with it. So you see your loved one, your child doing that, picking up your tendencies. How do you rectify that? How do you deal with knowing that you've caused them to pick up these traits, these behaviors, these things that you do not want to see them doing? These ways of being that you know will not serve them. How do you go about rectifying that? How do you go about changing that, course correcting, whatever you want to call it? Because as far as I can see, especially in my particular instance, the best options that I have is to continue working on myself. But seeing how I may sometimes ride myself, I may sometimes to the point of being just overly critical, overly harsh, the way I would never be with others, I am constantly doing that to myself. But I know it's all programming, it's taking work. It's taking work. For the duration of this year, I've been doing personal and business coaching, life coaching. And part of that process has been me learning to acknowledge myself, learning to appreciate myself, learning to really see the things that I've done, the things that I've accomplished, the things that I achieved that I don't often give myself credit for. I quite often take for granted um, and learning to appreciate those things with gratitude and really accept myself and give myself love and credit for these things. But that's been work. And I've been working on that for the past year. And it's just now in December occurring to me that I still got a long way to go in the sense that I can now see in my child the things that I have been working on for this past year to try to course correct it myself. I don't know if there's ever a time where it's ever 100%. Life is a process, right? I say it all the time. If you've been listening into this podcast, you know, life is a process. Everything is incremental, one step at a time. So that said, I recognize that it's a process and I'm working to course correct best thing I can imagine doing is the better I am at being with myself, the better example I will set for my son. But in the interim, in the meantime, I still see him being very self-destructive, very harmful to himself just through negatively critiquing, riding himself, beating himself up way unnecessarily, unnecessarily. Simply because that's the way daddy is. Or that that's the way mommy is. And he sees everybody around him be that way. At the same time, in order to do that, how do you not go over, over the deep end, right? Because on the flip side of that same coin, there's also the argument that you start to allow too much too much of the negative side of things, right? You start to allow yourself to become complacent if you're not kind of constantly pushing yourself to achieve more, to do better, to be better, right? Maybe if you start to 
coddle yourself a little too much, appreciate yourself too a little too much, acknowledge yourself a little too much, you might become complacent or you might uh, become lazy or you might start to give yourself too much lax and too much leeway for things that you may still feel are unacceptable. Like for me, one of my personal things is that, you know, I feel without something to strive for, life doesn't always have the most meaning for me, for me. My life has meaning when I'm striving for the things that I'm passionate about, for the things that I believe in. And so if I'm not striving for those things, if I'm not continuously working towards those things, if I'm not continuously dreaming and imagining bigger, better, greater, then what am I doing here? So that said... How can I find that temperance, that balance between striving and wanting to achieve and pushing myself and not running a rat race and completely beating myself like a whipping boy whenever I fall short or whenever I feel I'm not actually striving or the most productive or doing these things. There's got to be a balance. But that balance is so hard and such a delicate thing to find, right? We want to be we want to be good to ourselves. We want to be loving to ourselves. We want to be accepting with ourselves. We want to be all these admirable traits to ourselves that we try to be to others in the world around us. But simultaneously doing that, there's this fear, there's this pushback that if we do that too much with ourselves, we give ourselves too much permission to fall off. And that in itself would also be a no-no. I don't want to teach my son also to not strive for things, to just be complacent, to just be uh, happily content with mediocrity. That is definitely not what I want to strive to teach my son. So how do you treat, how do you teach the lessons of hard work and dedication, striving and effort without it becoming toxic? These are the things that parents often have to think about. Just another day in the life of dad. It's just another day in my personal life of me of my son being a great teacher for me because it's a moment that I reflect, that he reflects back to me, that I actually see myself as not in the best light and in ways that I'm actually maybe doing more harm than good. And that's the last thing I want to do as a father, as a man, just as a person. The last thing I want to do is do more harm than good for myself and for my seed and that's a struggle and a battle that we all face that all us dads all us parents the cult mommies out there we all deal with that struggle so I know there are tons of y'all who can relate to this and I know there are tons of y'all who are having the same discourse in your own head the best thing I can say is to just keep in mind that balance of what you're trying to do, what you want to teach them, the examples you want to set, 
and how to best set them without letting them become toxic, without letting them destroy you and teach your child to destroy themselves. Because if we do that, we never get nowhere. (laughs) We just get a bunch of destroyed motherfuckers being destroyed by themselves, constantly on a wheel chasing a freaking wedge of cheese in this rat race we call life. See, the thing that I'm constantly learning about this whole parenting shtick is that we are the template. We do all that we can to teach through the words we spit at our kids, the, the examples we set in life, just through any way we can think of to teach and guide our kids, right? But at the end of the day, we are the template. We, we have all these jokes and these sayings and social media, these memes going around about, you know, we want our little mini-me. We want, you know, that little bit of us that's going to kind of make us immortal, that's going to last here in the world after we're done. And we joke about that. And although our kids are their own entities and they live their own lives and they have their own battles and struggles and really at the end of the day, they are not us. We are the template. You know, it's that kind of... You download a document online and you kind of just, okay, I don't need this word, I don't need that word, I don't need that word. You you kind of make your own little amendments and you change a couple things here and there and you have a fresh new document that's more specific and catered to what your needs are that's kind of what we are with our kids we are the template we set the model for what they should be so no matter how much talking we do no matter how much lessons we come up with no matter all the unique ways and ideas we have of discipline and of reward system and of you know all of these different scientific studies for the best ways to teach our kids at the end of the day they model what they see they model the examples we set we are the template until we can be good to ourselves and be the actual models that we wish we had we'll always be falling short for our kids We'll always be setting examples for them that we ourselves are still working out. That whole idea of the inner child that lives with us. Yeah, that inner child that still resides inside of us. In a lot of ways, our kids are that inner child in the external form. And the things that we need to feed that inner child to make our life complete, make ourselves whole again, to heal ourselves from the pains and traumas of the past... We got to be providing that to our children. And the best way we can provide that to them is by letting them see us be our best selves in front of them at every moment that we can muster it. I guess sometimes being your best self is not necessarily you got to be Captain America, but it's just that. Do you have that extra little oomph to 
Show compassion, not just to others, but to yourself. And to let them see, to be vulnerable enough to let your children see, damn, daddy fucked up. Daddy messed up big time, and daddy doesn't know what he's going to do. But daddy's going to make it right, and it's okay. Daddy's not going to beat himself up, but daddy's going to make this right. See, that's the lesson that I would much rather choose to model for my son than, damn, I fucked up. I'm so stupid. Why do I always do this to myself? God damn it, how the hell? I never get anything right. Oh, I can't stand that fucking idiot. I hate myself. And then you see your child years later become this self-deprecating, manic, depressed individual because... All they ever did was see daddy beat the crap out of himself. So in each and every moment, we got to be mindful about what we are doing, how we are being, and the examples we are setting for those coming behind us. Anyway, that's that's all for today's episode. This has been your wrap-up. Thanks for tuning in to episode number 21 of the Cult of Dad podcast. Be sure to tune back. we got a great, great episodes coming up later in the week and for next week planned. So, got some good stuff coming. Peace and blessings, y'all. One. It's your boy Zay, and I'm out. Peace.